This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, she promised to shake up the conservative leadership race this morning and Lord knows that 13-candidate contest needs something. Turns out that shake-up involves taking aim at the guy who hasn't even officially entered the fray yet, Kevin O'Leary. Candidate Lisa Raitt says both O'Leary and Kelly Leach are threatening the Tories' path to victory in 2019, accusing them of antics, theatrics, and cheap talk. Raitt, who is a former Harper cabinet minister, also launched a website, stopkevinoleary.com. She joins me now. Lisa Wright, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, Happy New Year to you. You too. So what made you take this course of action? Um, as you know, I, I sat in the, the Harper government for seven years since 2008, and I know how we won, and I know how we lost. And I know we need to win again in 2019. And I reflected over Christmas. I always said, even from the beginning with my slogan, that we need to beat the Trudeau Liberals in 2019. My slogan is victory in 2019. And I believe I'm the one that can beat Trudeau. That being said, um, I do see some work coming out of Kelly's campaign. And I see some of the stuff that Kevin O'Leary is saying as he prepares to enter the campaign, because he's going to enter the campaign. Uh, And that is not going to be something we can be elected on in 2019 as a conservative party. And I just wanted to make sure that people who are concerned about it, and there are a lot of us, have a place to go to. They have a website they can go to. They can register along with me that they want to support me in making sure that our, our campaign message in 2019 is about our great policies and our optimism, our self reliance and the fact that lower taxes and a good economy help people instead of antics and name-calling and that kind of stuff. Well, um, beforehand, uh, it looked like Kelly Leach was getting all the attention for the things she was saying about immigrants or the very controversial things that she was saying. Uh, it, it now is starting to look like Kevin O'Leary, who hasn't even entered, is the guy to beat. Yesterday, Andrew Scheer was taking aim at him, saying he was trying to avoid the French debate. Uh, so is is he the guy you're all taking aim at, the kind of... Uh, Trump-like reality TV star? Well, I don't know whether or not um, attention equals votes in a membership-driven leadership race, right? And I don't think anybody knows, and I think that probably is a question that the O'Leary campaign is trying to figure out as well. But I do know this, that based upon what he has said in the past and the kinds of things that the way in which he's speaking now, calling the prime minister surfer dude and and the kind of language he's using, while it may be popular and it may be appealing to some, it's not going to win the hearts and minds of Canadians or their trust when it comes to a general election in 2019. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to try to ensure that people understood what they were going to be getting if that's what they voted for. And secondly, express my concern that our, our enemy is, if that's the right word, our opponent is probably a better word, is Justin Trudeau and the Liberals, because that's who we have the gripe with. But using a 
uh, an O'Leary approach or a Kelly Leach approach that's anti-immigrant, that's not going to win us victory in 2019. It may be good for them personally to be the leader of a party, but my goal is for the Conservatives to be back in power because I believe our policies help Canadians who are hurting. Now, I, 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 I don't want to go too far with the Trump analogy, but all kinds of people underestimated him and the power of his stardom. Um, I actually uh, co-hosted a show with Kevin O'Leary. This was before Shark's Tank. Yeah. And I can tell you he has a great deal of charisma. And and people seem to really they they really like him and and the few times that we have discussed him on this show um, our callers seem to like him. Sure, can but does he reflect the policies that we hold as conservatives? And in a lot of the cases which we've put up on my website, he doesn't reflect what we as a unified inclusive party believe in in terms of the carbon tax is a good example we we are unified in that we have a policy position on that um, certainly against carbon tax against carbon tax and and as well you know our our admiration and our um, gratitude to veterans and to forces um, those things are important and, and he made this outrageous comment in December about them not being uh, warriors or warriors isn't a good thing to be. You know, I think he departs so much from what we stand for as conservatives that it's important and and it warrants being pointed out. Charisma and all um, and the ability to command a room aside, you still need to have a leader who's going to reflect the party and have a unified party going into this election. And while it might be appealing in terms of doing some TV shows or media or radio. Uh, it's the leader of your country and leader of your party at the end of the day. And I don't think Canadians will embrace him. And and that's why I'm coming out. That's why I'm coming out and talking about it this way, because I think it's important for people to consider it in that frame of mind, since we have just gone through uh, an election in the United States where so many people said it could never happen. Well, I'm saying, you know what, guys, it could happen. And here's the problem with it happening. Uh huh. What other things? Uh, I mean, he says a lot of things, um, many of which, uh, in my experience, are outrageous, but they get a lot of attention. What other things worry you about what he says? Yeah, you know, it's his whole. I, I remember very distinctly. Kevin made comments um, with respect to unionization, and he made he he probably was thinking that he was flippant or he was trying to make a point. But I got to tell you, when you say something along the lines that. Um, if he became prime minister, in the first 15 minutes, he would make unions illegal and that he would imprison anybody who remains a union member. That will come back to haunt a conservative party in the future because I have made no bones about the fact that I come from a union family growing up in Cape Breton, and I have a Ford plant very close to my riding with so many people who are union members that live in my municipality and in my riding, and I respect them. I would never want them in jail. I think that kind of stuff that he says can't be dismissed and certainly will not be dismissed in a general election. So are you trying to get some kind of uh, anyone but O'Leary thing happening? No, I, I'm saying it should be Lisa Ray. Okay, <laughs> sorry. That's why I the names the that's why I'm being upfront that this website is in my name. It's stopkevinolary.com, but I'm upfront about the fact that it's not a, a random, ghosted kind of website. This is mine because I want Canadians conservatives to join us so that we can make sure that 
the type of politics that Kevin is bringing to the table isn't going to be accepted in the Conservative Party of Canada. And I'm willing to put my hands up and, and talk about it openly and be upfront about it. Um, that's not my whole campaign, though. I'm going to talk about policies that matter to Canadians. The fact I understand what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck, that I've struggled on the mental health side, and I know what it's like to be there, and I want to help make Canadians' lives better. Um, that's the stuff we should be talking about. However, we have Leach and O'Leary who want to take us in a different path, and I'm just pulling that red flag and saying be cautious because it may be attractive, but you got to know what comes with the candidate, and if you do a little bit of vetting, you see a whole lot of baggage. That'll be carried into a 2019 general election, and Trudeau can govern for a generation if we don't watch it. Uh, Lisa, let me give the numbers out again. I'd uh, be curious to hear what our listeners think about what you're saying. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm on with Lisa Raitt, who is a PC leadership candidate. She's just launched a website, stopkevinoleary.com. Looks like he's the guy to beat. Uh, Lisa, you mentioned mental health. I'd like to bring up something that is very important to our listeners here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that is, uh, you recently uh, got married. Your husband has had a diagnosis of, of early onset Alzheimer's. Yes. And um, how does that play into your bid for the leadership? Well, that's part of the reason why I made sure that I carefully considered what I was doing and why I was doing it. And I really believe that conservative policies help people who are in pain. And I believe that we are closest to those ordinary Canadians out there, especially in our great candidates we have across the country in, in all of our ridings. So I took my time to make sure that whatever demands were going to be on my time from a work perspective would be able to um, to ensure that home is still going to be okay. And we caught Bruce's Alzheimer diagnosis at a very early stage. He can still drive. He is self-sufficient. Uh, he forgets where stuff is, I will admit, on occasion, and I'm very good at helping him find his stuff. I know where everything is, but a lot of your listeners probably have that already, and it's not Alzheimer's. It's just a, a natural progression in aging. It just is a little bit more uh, intense when it comes to Bruce. Yeah, um, but He's retired, and um, he's at home, and he's well, and he's safe, and I'm going to make sure that he gets the best care, and I'm no different than any other person out there who has a job that ends up having this diagnosis. You don't quit your job. Uh, you don't stop seeking um, a good life for yourself, for your husband, for your children, because I still have children who are teens, and I'm going to continue to do that, and I think I can have a real strong voice in the country. Well, it's it's a it's a hugely important issue, but, but of course, unfortunately, with, with Alzheimer's, uh, there is a progression. And we are doing all the right things we need to do to ensure that he stays at a great level of of cognition uh, for the longest period of time and that's really only what any family with a diagnosis with this can do and will continue he will have excellent care from me he will have absolute care and uh, we know that this is a joint decision between he and i and we made it and i'm i'm happy that we made it and i'm looking forward to eventually leading the conservative party and running for prime minister and bruce is going to be fine our family is going to be good um, so speaking of Alzheimer's, uh, we're one of the few countries without a strategy. Yeah, and you know, the Senate has done some great work on this. Um, Dr. Ogilvie and uh, uh, Senator Eggleton released it. I was at the release. There's some really good stuff in there. And it talks about, 
there's a lot, you know, people whisper about Alzheimer's. So I appreciate you asking me the question point blank because I'm sure a lot of listeners are drawing conclusions about what I should or shouldn't do. But the reality is we should talk about it. We should acknowledge that people are going to have caregiving obligations on them, and which they gratefully and, and willfully accept. But it's like I've had those obligations on me from the time I was a kid. I looked after my grandparents. I looked after my children. I look after my spouse. That's that's part of our lives, and that's okay. Um, so basically in this strategy that they put out is to make sure that we do have a strategy, that we talk about um, dementia writ large, Alzheimer's in particular. We try to find a cure. We give support to to caregivers and more recognition in the community, you know, so that if somebody is, seems to be a little bit confused in a store, for example, somebody with experience can come over and give them a hand because sometimes it's it's not uh, it's the little things that matter for folks who are who have this affliction because you don't want them to start avoiding social interaction because they're a little bit nervous or a little concerned about what would happen if they do lose their train of thought or they can't order appropriately. And if we're, as a society, better educated, it's going to be a good thing. So I, I fully support what uh, the Senate has put together in their strategy, and um, you know, we'll talk about that policy in the future. Okay, let's try to take a, a couple of calls. We've got Jim in Hanover. Hi, Jim. Oh, hi. Good afternoon. Yeah, I was just inquiring. Um, when uh, we were having the election... I talked to uh, my MP, Larry Miller, from our area and asked him what he was going to do towards helping the pensions. I spoke to him, and then he sent me a letter with what they were going to do for pensioners. And the only thing they were going to do is if you had lots of money, you could put it away, and it was uh, tax-exempt. That's the Conservatives. That's you guys. Uh, uh, Lisa, did you hear that? I didn't. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, Jim, I'm, uh, I'm going to let you go and pass it along to uh, Lisa. Uh, he wants to know, what are you going to do for pensioners? Uh, he didn't uh, like your plan for pensioners in the last election. Fair enough. Uh, so for me, I was raised by my grandparents, so oftentimes I talk about the fact that I know what it's like to live as a senior citizen. Um, you know, certain things that I think are important are going back after the tax-free savings account and making sure that people, as they approach their retirement age have vehicles to save other than uh, what they currently have in place. I'm not in favor of the increases to the CPP. I think that those were definitely short-sighted by this current government, and I would take a look at what we can do on the CPP side. But in terms of senior citizens and pensioners going forward, um, you know, uh, the minister that had responsibility for seniors in our government, I thought, did a great job, and it recognized the importance of that sector. And I would expect that in a Lisa Rate-led government, that we would put that same kind of um, emphasis on the importance of working with seniors. But I'll talk more about those kinds of policies, Libby, in, in the future. And I do apologize. I do have to go to my next uh, my next engagement. So if we could take one more phone call, and oh. then I'll, I'll be out of here. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Hi. I'm a great uh, fan of yours. The Harper government was absolutely stellar. I did a great job. Um, However, I, I do have issues with attacking uh, Kelly Leach and O'Leary, and it's it kind of related to what happened in the States with Trump. You know, you're a far better politician than, than pointing the finger at them and telling me how to interpret their message. I just want to hear your message. Uh, you're a class act, and, and that's what I want to hear. But when you start telling me 
this about how to take his uh, interpretation of this or how to take her interpretation of it. I just want to hear yours. I'll make the decisions with it. So oh, that's oh. just... Okay, Bill. Thanks. I, I have to pass that along because she can't hear you. So I can't hear. Okay. Sorry about okay. that. Okay. He, he said that um, that uh, uh, he 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 likes you, but he doesn't like taking this tack where you're attacking uh, the other candidates, uh, O'Leary and Leach, and uh, it reminds him of what happened with Trump. Yeah, and I, I will tell um, you and your listeners and Bill that I actually put a lot of thought into this to determine what would be the right way to go. And where I landed on it was um, I don't see this as an attack on, on anybody. It is just a website that I put out to ensure that when people are making measured decisions about how they want to vote in a leadership race for the person who's going to lead our party in the next election against Trudeau, understand all of the facts. And the reason being is that it's really important to know what people are going to be saying in the next campaign. And from my heart, I believe that our policies are good and that they are the best ones for ordinary Canadians. And that's what we should be talking about. And we shouldn't be using the kinds of language or the -the over-the-top kind of um, bluster, for lack of a better word, that Mr. O'Leary uses, and and I do believe it's important to point it out to Canadian public. So I'm going to have people who disagree with uh, this approach, and that's fine. And I'm going to have people who will agree with me, but I gotta make sure that I'm true to what I believe in. I believe in our conservative policies, and I believe that we really need to win in 2019, and that Kelly and Kevin won't bring us to to government at that point in time for all the reasons that I talk about. Okay, Lisa Wright, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope that we will talk again soon. If you invite me, I'll be here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.